This is a headgum podcast. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Check out the podcast by the following Jews. One's name is Jake, the other's Amir. The previous web series lasted eight years. Just email if I were you, show it Gmail. Clean your problems and don't leave out any details. Don't change up your name for anonymity. Ah, Jake is a cool and Amir is an ace. Advise on love, friends, and the workplace. They mostly banter, yet their guidance is helpful somehow. If I were you, the show starts now.
Wow. Very nice. How do you like that Buble shit? Risky move covering a Buble song because he's got a voice, you know? Yeah. It's so cool to see Buble blow up like that. We went to junior high together. We did like bar mitzvah classes together. So you cool and Michael Buble did? Yeah. We used to call him Booby Buble. <laughs> booby Buble. Little so Booby you, Buble. <laughs> you went to high school with him? Yeah, no, we went to junior high. We did a uh, bar mitzvah junior singing high. classes together. Yeah, so cool. We, like, I'm just gonna quickly. I'm um just gonna quickly look up his Wikipedia. Page and see <laughs> oh no, no, no. Where no, he grew no, up? No, oh, yeah, so no, he's no. from. He's from exactly. British Columbia. He grew up in yeah. Canada, and he's 43. Yeah. <laughs> so he's 43. Yes, he is. And you, how old are you? You're 35 36. or 36. 36 yeah. yeah. So you guys didn't. <laughs> you obviously didn't overlap at all in junior high. It's all like right, two, right. two or three I years. I feel like I'm on trial here. All right, you're, you're on. You're not on I trial. Lied about you're Michael right. Buble. Oh no, that's an <laughs> evil sin. This is a. I would call this a mistrial. This wouldn't seek court. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're so okay. clearly lying. Okay, okay, all right, all right. I, I'll Let's promise see if not he's to even... say anything wrong going forward, Your Honor. Well, not wrong. Like, you lied. So, yeah. let me like, see. Like, I won't mispronounce anything either. <laughs> he, uh, it looks like he is Croatian, which yeah. would mean yeah. that you were probably yeah. lying about yeah. doing bar mitzvah stuff together. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, well. it was all... It was all a ruse, and I do. I am actually... I, re- I really am sorry about that. Okay, yeah. Um. So, that was a... Fuck. I... Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't have even like tried to pass that off. I didn't even have right. to do that. I'm just like this yeah, pathological. It was liar. weird cuz right, it, like you made it I guess you made it about you cuz like there was a song that we usually yeah. give somebody credit for where you're like, yeah. "Oh, good job. You like yeah. you know, here's your your SoundCloud page or whatever." I wanted you, to like, be that. Yeah. You tried to seize the glory. Right. So here back to reality. He said, "This is a theme song submission of the parody of I Haven't Met You Yet by Michael Bublé." I don't have anything to plug, but give a shout out to my beautiful girlfriend, Jordana. She doesn't listen to any HeadGum podcast, but I can change that. Also, come to St. Louis. I'm from Long Island, but I go to school in St. Louis, so I always miss your shows. David mm. Steinberger. All right. Thanks, Dave. Dave Steinberger. Um, so we appreciate that. You're back. You are back from your voyage for, to Paris. Yeah. And Copenhagen. Yeah, dude. Gay Paris and gay Copenhagen. You had a croak madame with your madame. And then again, you got Heige and Hyphy with the wifey <laughs> in right. Danish country. Yeah. In, you had a yeah. Danish in Daneland, and you had a croque monsieur as a monsieur. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I had a great European vacay from from Scandinavia to Southern Europe. And you just got back yesterday, so I didn't even hear anything about it. Yeah, so one interesting thing that happened to me is that I got food poisoning in Paris. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. <laughs> And how did so, it compare to the food poisoning you got the last time you left the country, which was about two months ago in Mexico City with me and Marty? The This was probably five to ten times worse. Worse, which is weird because when you got food poisoning in Mexico City, you puked at a bar, then went home and had diarrhea and puke at the same time. And you said, if this is how I die, then so be it. And you're saying yeah. the one you got in Paris was 10 times worse. Maybe five. Okay. It was it was the sickest I've ever been in my whole life. And that includes the time that I got food poisoning when I was like 25, like seven years ago. Yeah, which, in, like... which until, until, <laughs> until this week was the sickest I'd ever felt. 
I'm trying to rewatch like Instagram stories and like try to decide like which one of you were you recovering, which one were you not quite sick yet? Because I do see like yours and Jill's Instagram stories, and it seemed like you had a beautiful Parisian vacation. So where in that did you get such ill food poisoning? Okay, well, first first of all, we had a beautiful Parisian vacation. That was yeah. that much was accurate. Okay, um, but on Saturday night. Late, late Saturday night. So that's day what of that? We got there. We got there Thursday. So you, you know, that's like some Eiffel Tower picks, some croissants, some like you know. We were we had a we had basically had half of our vacation maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday night, starting at four a.m. and then all day Sunday. I didn't. I left the hotel room for maybe thirty minutes just to like see if I could take a walk at like sunset on Sunday. Uh, which was the nice, it was 63 degrees and sunny, just like a perfect, <laughs> utterly perfect day uh, where I was violently puking the entire time. And do you know what caused it and where? I've got a theory because, well, I, I, I don't know anything because, you know, you can't really know. But there is something that grosses me out beyond everything that I ate. So that's just my like what I think it was. Yeah, you're blaming, and, you're scapegoating. The goat uh, crepe that you had, you got a goat crepe, medium rare. It was the greatest crepe of all time, and it was goat meat, and it was goat milk. <laughs> the it, goat, the greatest crepe of all time. Um, we went to this restaurant called Clown Bar. Fuck it, I'll, I'll call them out. Because even if they didn't give me food poisoning, they did have terrible service, and I thought they were bad people. Okay. So I'll, I'll call them out for that alone. And I believe that their duck pie made me almost die. Their pie <laughs> made me die. Duck pie. And what are we working with there? It's sort of like, I guess it kind of looks like a, like a mincemeat pie or something. Or like uh-huh. a... Um, Australian style. Um, like a chicken pot pie, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. But there's there wasn't really... It was more... There wasn't like bread breaded on... It wasn't really breaded on the top or like crusted on the top. It was... It looked just like a, a bloody red uh, meat thing. And Got it. Most people split it. I took one straight to the dome, straight to the yeah. face, just me <laughs> alone with the pie. Um, this is Saturday night. This is Saturday night. And like, meanwhile, I was feeling very hale and hearty. Like all week, I was trying very adventurous things. I ate calf brain. I ate sweet bread. I ate like yeah. such disc- like. Just like three days of really adventurous, kind of disgusting, very, very rich French you food. You had snails, day. you had butter, you had frogs, you had yeah. nutters. Oh, it's true. All, so many things that like just make me start sweating a little bit now. And we also stayed out until like three or four in the morning, like drinking. Okay. And then I got a crepe on the on the street on the way home. The end. Okay. The beginning. Right, right. The beginning. But end, yeah, end of stage one. Um, I guess at like 5.30 in the morning, I woke up and I was like, oh, I feel gross and I threw up. And I sort of chalked that up to mostly getting a crepe at 4 a.m. I was like, yeah. my stomach was too full. This was like resting at the top. I had to clear it out. Now I'm going to go back to bed. Crawl back into bed. An hour or so later, I wake up and I throw up again. I'm like, oh man, maybe I drank too much. So, Are you hungover too? Or are you drunk? Or are you completely sober? I'm sort of like out of it at this point. I'm like, man, I can't believe I have to throw up again. I like, I hope I can get enough sleep because tomorrow we have a big day of going to museums and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is you on a toilet while diarrheaing. So, like, I'm sort of, like, throwing up, being, like, still, like, calculating, like, how much I was like, okay, I got like six or seven more hours to sleep. I won't be that hungover. I'm glad I threw up a second time. This is actually good. And then the third time I'm throwing up, I'm like, I feel pretty queasy. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm sweating and pale right now. I think I've thrown up sufficiently just if this is like, you know, too much to eat or drink. Uh, and then it started just happening every 15 or 20 minutes. I would wake up and I'd like need to rush to the bathroom. Meanwhile, I have thrown up all of the food that I've eaten. So I'm just like dry heaving, spitting up little shards of duck pie. Jesus Christ. Um, and then like it got to the point, this is maybe at like 10 or 11. Jill, Jill is like sl- trying to sleep with her, with earbuds in listening to music. So she doesn't have to hear me fucking wretch heaving in the, yeah. And there was nothing coming out. So I like, couldn't even breathe. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the sound I was making. Like, my stomach Pan to the all, bedroom. Like, it, Jill is listening it, to Michael Bublé peacefully asleep. <laughs> just haven't met you yet. <laughs> it felt like my stomach was like vibrating, trying to shake every last thing out of me. And like, there, it would, it would, I would be throw like scream throwing for so long that I felt like I wasn't going to be able to breathe. I was like, I could pass out from exertion. Jesus. And like then your like, abs felt sore. Yeah. Like it was taking too much to even kneel next to the toilet. I was like, I was sort of like cradling the toilet, like head against the back of it, uh, near fetal position hugging the toilet like a teddy bear just jesus i wasn't crying but like there were i was felt so frustrated and sick and there were like tears in my eyes but not like sad tears more like what is happening tears you know (laughs) am i dead for this did you diarrhea as well no that was the crazy thing there was no no shitting and i was like in mexico it was like maybe two pukes and mostly shit which is like not fun but shitting is a feeling that you're really used to throwing up is like I'd wake up and be like maybe five minutes of just like apprehension and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to have to throw up again. Maybe I don't have to. Maybe I don't have to. Oh, no, I think I do. But like, I didn't eat anything. There's nothing left. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And then I'd be like, oh, fuck. And then I walk over and I would throw up and it would hurt. Nothing would come out. And I would just like, (laughs) so how did it end? Probably around like three or four, I was like, I knew that I wasn't going to throw up anymore. And then I started thinking about drinking water. And I was like, I think I can drink water. And I started drinking water. Um, that was also when I was like able to sort of like sit up and use my phone and like open my eyes for the first time. I thought I maybe should take a walk, but I walked like a quarter mile and I had to sit down on a bench. Because you were empty and weakened. Uh, so empty. And then I had my first craving. I ate half of half a banana around like 6 p.m. I ate half of a duck pie and uh, <laughs> this salmon monsoor, which is like raw tuna, avocado, an egg. <laughs> salmon monsoor. <laughs> I had a frog brain at 10 just to see if I was feeling fine. Uh, yeah. And then I and then I went to bed. I slept. I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to sleep. I slept for like 18 hours. And I slept for another 12 and I woke up at 11 (laughs) 
And then what's your first meal back? Like, how do you like hit the road again? I got two croissants. Then <laughs> started puking my brains out on the Champs Elysees. I woke up and I felt so good. I I was like, I am a hundred percent better. And I went and I got two croissants. And then we like went on a walk through a neighborhood. But my battery depleted so fast that everybody's like, let's go get some wine. I was like, I have to go to a park and sleep on a bench now. You slept outside. I slept outside on Sunday. Everybody like. Everybody was so worried about me. I was like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. I'm just going to like go chill in the park for a little bit. And I <laughs> just fully laid down on a bench and slept like I didn't have a home. For another 18 spot. Yeah, it was quick. It straight up was an hour nap. And I like, then, I, <laughs> and every time I like would see everybody, I would be like, bonsoir, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Puke dribbling down your chin. Yeah. Uh, and that was, that was Paris. What, then, what was your first drink after all of that? Ooh, I did not drink the next the next night. People like went out to dinner, and I went and I went to dinner. It was like a Mediterranean place, and I just had hummus and pita. I like haven't. I still like haven't really had food cravings. My stomach feels like it's the size of a peanut. Like even when things look good to me, I can eat like three bites. And oh, interesting. Then I started, yeah, I guess this has been a week now. So are you like fully recovered or still not? Yeah, I feel I feel fine, but I just like I am not getting hungry. I have I have no appetite basically. Still, even in yeah in Copenhagen, I was like, Jill would be like, "What do you want to eat?" And I was like, "I have no idea." And every every we went like to a bunch of nice restaurants, and I would like try the good food, but then I would just like mostly eat bread. Jesus, you got you basically got like a lap band surgery. Half of your stomach just descended and now you, yeah. you get hungry off or you get full off a few bites. Which is kind of nice in a way. Like who who can go to Paris and come back weighing less, you know? <laughs> if anything, I prefer what happened to me. <laughs> I rec that's my unsolicited advice this week is get food poisoning abroad. Yeah. Also, I've been drinking a lot less, which has been good for my skin because uh, the poison really hurts my stomach. Yeah. Last night, it was probably the first time I drank. I mean, I had I had a drink in Copenhagen. I think I had a I had um, there were two nights where I got a beer. Oh, my God. That is a good story. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm sad that you got sick, but I'm glad that we at least heard a good story. Is always. Oh, also, it was like kind of scary because we were with a group of like eight people. And one other person got food poisoning and it just like felt like, oh my God, we could all start dropping like flies, but luckily no one else did. Was it also from the duck pie? I think they thought it was from something else from a, like a different meal, but I, like the night before, maybe like a calf brain or a sweet bread or something. That's the downside of being adventurous. I, but I mean like puking is one thing and then like 12 hours of feeling like you might just die any second is... Yeah, a week long weakness. And Copenhagen was lovely or Copenhagen was dope. I I loved it. I think have you, have you ever been there? I was there like when I was like 6 on like a day or two on the way to Israel, but I don't really remember anything. I mean it it sort of reminded me of Reykjavik and but like with even more like civilization. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's. I think there's like eight hundred thousand people that live there or something. Or maybe I'm thinking of Denmark total. But I no, no, no. That's. I think that's that's right. So it's a bigger city. It's um, th like I love Danish like design and stuff. So there's like just like really everything is beautiful. Um, it's a there's like a sweet little harbor. It's just it's really clean, 
everyone speaks not that this really matters but like everybody speaks english it's it's so convenient like people <laughs> even like have they like put on an american accent when they talk to you like well you sort of demanded that you said i appreciate the english but can you at least speak with a good accent too yeah it's true i, I was like i i can't understand i can't understand what the accent like they're like sir i'm i'm british and i was like i know <laughs> <laughs> but can you speak at the very least in a Canadian way so I can make heads or tails of what you're trying to tell me? Sorry about that. Uh, all right, let me try to get one question in before the break. This one is about traveling abroad, so it's still within the same theme. Yeah, I've totally you know, forgot we had. A, I forgot we were recording a podcast. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Do you know? Wow. <laughs> do you know what Erasmus is? No, I do not. I guess it's a European study abroad thing where you're where Europeans study in Germany, maybe for free, but maybe just like as a a college excursion. So this okay. uh, British lad who we'll call Prince Charles writes, my girlfriend and I are on Erasmus for the next six months in Germany. We've been together for two years. We were in Germany for two weeks when she said that she would like to, quote, pretend we're single for the next six months. And I was curious if any of the other student, uh, <laughs> sorry, pr pretend we're Wait, single for the next six months. they're together on Erasmus? They are together on Erasmus. And she wants to pretend that they're single for six months and was curious if any of the other students would work it out for themselves. A friend that went on Erasmus with us called her out and says something like, that's not okay, and it would make me worried, which it didn't until our friend said it should. My girlfriend said she really wants to make friends and thinks people won't be friends with us if they know we're dating. Just there, she told me that I should remove a photo of her dad that he tagged me in on my Facebook timeline because, quote, her dad is embarrassing, and anyone that added me would know that we're dating. What's going on? Is this okay? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's not good. <laughs> but is it okay? I guess it's okay in the in the sense that on Erasmus anything goes. <laughs> yes, this is Erasmus after all. Is this it, this is this is okay for her? Bad for him? I. I I would call this grounds for breakup. Yeah, it seems like for she has a thing. She has a, a mental hang-up about telling people that she's in a relationship. Yeah, and I think that is, I mean, it sounds to me like she just doesn't want to be in a relationship, right? I mean, it is Erasmus after all. She is basically not comfortable, and that's okay, saying that she's in a relationship. But it's also okay for you to say then I'm not comfortable being in a relationship. That's also right. okay. Yeah, you could sort of just discuss comfort here. She says, I, but it's not even really about comfort. She's like, has this, she has kind of a weird viewpoint that she won't be able to make friends unless she's single, which I don't yeah. think is true. Yeah, um, I think she means another boyfriend. Uh, she can't get another boyfriend unless they think that she's single. Yeah, so... I I would call her on that. I'd be like, so if you want to be single, if you want to make friends, if you want to be single to make friends and have all your friends think you're single, then you should be single. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't want that. I just want you to delete every photo of me or my father off your Facebook. I will. And we'll also not be together. So peace out. Woo. I'm just worried about Erasmus here. Erasmus is... Disastrous? It's Christmas and Rumspringa. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. 
It's a great name, Erasmus. All right, so it's okay, but it's also okay for you not to want to do it. I would say it's not okay. I'll go ahead and say it's not okay. If somebody is like, let's pretend, like, let's pretend that we're single. You don't, you're not actually, you, you can't let anybody know that you're with me. Like, what are you doing then? What's, <laughs> what a weird, sad secret to have. The, the most shameful secret of all is that you're playing along, that you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay in the sense that it's legal. Like she can tell you what she's uncomfortable with, but then it's also right. okay for you to say you're uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that there are I think that it's I would actually go one step further and say that it's illegal. It's illegal. In a relationship if you're like we are boyfriend and girlfriend, but on Erasmus, we are single <laughs> and we ca- we have to pretend to be single to everybody. I will be like that's that's illegal to the relationship. That's <laughs> and I'm that throwing is, you that in that a relationship to, jail. That's to such detriment that it's that we might as well not be in a relationship. That's yeah. that's deal breaking, <laughs> game breaking, relationship All right. ender. All right. So Jake says it's not okay. I say it is okay. Maybe your answer is somewhere in between. Let us know what happens. I'm very curious as to whether or not. I guess if you say yes to this, she's just going to be able to do anything she wants at this point. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's sort of like pretending to be single lets, lets everybody test the waters to see if they could get a better boyfriend or girlfriend. And yeah. then like, and with the safety of like, if it doesn't work out, they'll be able to go back to the the one they have on the back burner. And, and I think that's that's print, cheating. Prince Charles is going to be like, hey, I saw you making out with somebody else at a party. And she's like, I, I was making out, but that was just to continue selling this facade that we're single. <laughs> they were on to us, Prince. Don't you get it? They this started way, to suspect that we were together. You didn't delete the photo of my dad fast enough, so I had to French some stranger on Erasmus. <laughs> I know we're on Erasmus. I'm on Erasmus, too. I'm on your ass, miss. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. We'll thank some sponsors. We'll be back with more questions and answers after this. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's, uh, right. it's, a, it's They have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting that's pretty good yeah yeah it's like if you're a boneheaded person but you're doing a boneheader of move you know what i mean what about fitnessnah.com so it's sort of like a relaxation technique Mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards to fitness it's a movement about not going to the gym Fitness. It's nah. a. It's an anti-movement. Really, oh, it's a non-movement good. movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness of a fitness nah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results. 
that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. That's amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn. And I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. Congrats. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most saving of it yours. the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, Mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a lesson. Mom, I'm coming. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Yes, I do, bro. Want to hear it? Is it to avoid the duck pie at Clown Bar? That is one. And actually, yeah, I would fully, fully endorse uh, everybody to never, ever go to that bar because their service was bad. Uh-huh. Um, in addition to poisoning me, they were rude. Okay. And <laughs> my unsolicited advice is to unfollow the people that you hate follow. Do you have anybody on your Instagram feed who you sort of like just you can't stop looking at and they and it irks you and you're like oh my god what is wrong with this person yeah well on twitter i do yeah i've ha- i had that on instagram like maybe maybe as recently as like a month or two ago and then i just like cleansed and i unfollowed all of them and huh. my social media it like it's it's so much better and now if i even like start to get annoyed at somebody i'll hide their story I like there's no reason to look at something because it makes you mad. Hide their story. You can hide you can mute people's stories. And that's funny because it's basically like I don't even want to be tempted. Yeah. And you will cuz like sometimes a, you got a long day and you have like a, you're distracted and you'll get to the end of your Instagram stories. You will find it. 
Oh yeah, it'll just show it to you. Sometimes I'll like fuck with my, I'll try to fuck with my algorithm, and I'll just be like, why do you keep on showing me this person's story first? So I'll skip and I'll like just watch ones after them to get them to go further back. And then I, I just realized that like your quality of life will be better if you cut out social media that makes you annoyed. You. Uh, I'll bleep it out, but can you just start naming people? Do I know them? And then I'll just bleep it out as you say that you've unfollowed them. Okay, so you'll you'll bleep it out, but I'll yeah just okay. So I'm just curious, right? Um, so Dave Rosenberg, okay. Um, Jeff Jeff Rosenberg, yeah. Um, Avital, your your girlfriend, obviously. Okay. Uh, Marty Marika. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, oh, uh, Marissa and Jeffrey a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> just bleep all that stuff out. Cause I don't want anybody right. Riley. Okay. I, yeah. All right. I had to, I had to, I was hate following Riley for a long time. So I had to just, just mute it up. All right. I have to um, figure out how to bleep again. Cause I got this new premiere thing, but I'll figure it out. It shouldn't be hard. You like, yeah. could, even if, if you can't bleep it, why don't you just, oh, just cut tired. Well, don't get that um, tired. Right, I'll figure it out. Because you still have to edit the show. You will figure it out. But if you can't bleep it, I'm just saying edit it out. I think I'll bleep it. Because you don't even have to have... I think I'll bleep it. What are you talking about? Like, think. I already said their names, dude. <laughs> I know. I, think I already I said the names. It. I know. Why are you thinking you're going to bleep? You have to bleep it. <laughs> I will bleep it. You have I'll, to. I'll bleep at the very... Like, I'll get through most of them before I run out of time. All right. Well, just... upload the show. I'm like, need, I feel like I need to cover it on time. Okay, I was kidding. I was, like, actually joking about everything, dude. <laughs> I feel like you're not going to freaking bleep it. <laughs> I was joking, all right, Riley? <laughs> you're drooling. You're puking again. <laughs> you're eating a duck pie. I'll sabotage this audio somehow. <laughs> When do you think the next time is you're going to have a chicken pot pie? I don't think I'll have up like um, any type of meat pie ever again. I still can't even <laughs> eat red red meat like at all. And I was like I ate such gross stuff and like at the time it didn't gross me out, but I had like I ate pigeon. Yeah, I think that w- that's what got you. I saw that Instagram story of you chasing a pigeon and biting its right. its wing Just, off. <laughs> I dove into the scent to try to <laughs> to, to take out a bird. <laughs> that had to have been it. It must have been. I that but had- I think it might have been the, I still think it was clown bar, but I did eat a raw pigeon in the river. <laughs> uh all right, solid. Solid unsolicited um, advice. What about you? Do you have anything? I'm on the cusp of one, and I'll tell you what it is. I'm not really willing to fully um, to fully endorse it yet, but I recently found out about something that sounds incredibly intriguing. I like finding out about new things that are like, you know, um, kind of life changing. That mm. when you search online, a lot of people are doing it, but then when I ask personally, a lot of people don't know about it. So I'm going to ask you. Right. Have you heard? Of monovision. No. Monovision. Monovision. No. Okay, so here's the full story. I got an optometry appointment to just check to see if I'm available, if I'm eligible to get LASIK. And? I'm I'm a candidate. Wow. So that's one big step. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know when I'm going to do it. But just know that I can. I'm eligible. All right, now I can really put the pressure on you. Okay, yeah. So and then you learned about monovision? Yes, so while my optometrist was explaining to me LASIK, which seems, you <laughs> I was know, Googling other shit on my phone. <laughs> he was like, what I like to do sometimes is leave your dominant eye 
uh, strong as it would be in regular LASIK, and your non-dominant eye a little bit blurry at a distance. And I said, okay, why is that? And he said, well, everybody will need reading glasses. As you get older, your eyes harden and they stop being able to read close up. For example, when I'm reading a book, I take my glasses off. Okay. And he's like, but now imagine you can't take those glasses off because we're going to laser your eyes to basically have the glasses. Right. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And he said, unless (laughs) what we've been doing recently is making your dominant eye, which I didn't know there was a dominant eye, sharp as though you had glasses on, and your non-dominant eye a little bit sharper for reading. And that gives you pretty much perfect vision at a uh, distance while also not not necessitating reading glasses because your little bit blurry eye does the heavy lifting on the reading while your dominant eye does the heavy lifting on the distance. Interesting. Wait, so are you saying that like when I read a book, because I have perfect vision, it's like harder for me to read a book being when I'm holding it up close or it's like it's going to get harder as I get older? It's it's going to get harder as you get or- older. Like uh, when you see like, you know, 50, 60, 70 year olds, they use reading glasses when they're reading. Otherwise, they have right. to hold the book further and further away. That space near your from your like nose to like 12 inches out will get blurry and then 24 inches out will get blurry. And he's saying, if I make one of your eyes a little weaker from a distance, which will hopefully be imperceptible to you. Uh, that'll make it so that the field of focus that are like the 12 inch to 24 inch will be delayed and you won't need reading glasses as, uh, as fast as you think. Interesting. And I'm like, is this a new thing in optometry? He's like fairly new. A lot of people do LASIK just for monovision, but since you're already getting LASIK, I can add monovision into it. So there are people with perfect vision that are like, make my eye a little blurrier. Exactly, as they get older, because they don't want... Reading glasses? Yes, they don't want reading glasses. Very, very <laughs> intriguing. So I, I started, you know, Google searching, Reddit searching, Twitter searching, monovision. And some people love it, and some people are... it, Which is what I thought would happen, is just give you, like, kind of a headache feeling, because, like, one of your eyes is blurrier than the other. Yeah, it seems too risky. It seems like you could just get... I mean, what kind of procedure is monovision later is it like as intense as lasik it is lasik it's the same thing it's lasik but it's making one of your eyes a little softer from a distance it makes your non-dominant eye it basically is lasik on your reading eye only yeah i don't know i don't i don't like it i don't like it at all dude well so he's like i'm like how can you tell if you're gonna be one of those people that find it dizzying um and he said for come back on monday so this was yesterday we're recording on Saturday, and on Monday, I'm going to go back there, and he's like, I'll give you contact lenses, one that'll show you what will be like with your perfect vision, and one that'll have monovision baked into the contact lenses. So you can see if it's like, for some people, it's like imperceptible. It's completely fine. It feels just as great as regular LASIK, but it'll delay needing reading glasses. And for some oh. people, it'll be like dizzying for half an hour, and then you're like, okay, it's not worth it for me to assume I'll get acclimated. Interesting. Okay, so you're going to... On Monday, you'll you'll know more. On Monday, I'll know more and uh, just generally look up monovision because it's kind of a unique, interesting thing. I feel like if you if you like the monovision, you're more you're going to be more likely to get LASIK if you like monovision because that's like a little bit of an interesting twist, you know. 
you're future proofing yourself. Like yeah. if you like monovision, I'll I'll say there's like a 90% chance you get it and if you don't, then I feel like it's we're back to like 50/50. Yeah, cuz it's like two for one. It's like I'm right. going to give you the perfect vision and the monovision. <laughs> you get the per- you get the 2020. You get the mono. <laughs> you get it all and you just can't swim for a week. Oh yeah, you can't. I'm dude, I'm so excited for you to have LASIK. If I get it. If I get you it. You will. Oh, you'll get it, dude. Thanks, man. I needed to hear that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, all right. But I'm not I'm not ready to commit to that being my um, unsolicited advice. Though I will say right. I've never even worked contact, so Monday's gonna be a monumental day regardless. Yeah, oh my I wanna be there when you put the contacts in for the first time. It's good like I just wanna watch you do it. I assume they'll do it for me. Oh, I guess that's true. But like, you'll have to. Oh, I I figured they were gonna like let you have it for the day or something. You got to take them for a real test. No, drive. it's really just like twenty minutes. Because if it's if it's fine right away, then it'll you'll only get better. Wow. The only that's risk crazy. is if it like it's dizzying or headachey. He's like, you'll probably get used to it, but a lot of people are like, ah, they don't want to risk it. What if you just love the contacts and you're like, this works. I don't need glasses <laughs> or LASIK. Yeah, that was really easy actually. I don't know why I was afraid of contacts. All right, here's a question to get us back on the questions. I would say we should endorse the um, the live shows, but we're sold out. Hell yes. New York City and D.C. Let's let's endorse uh, figuring out where to go next. Jeffrey's been begging us to do a show in Cleveland since we've known him, so maybe we should do that in the summer or something. Yeah, a little Midwestern run. Yeah, that'd be fun. A little Chicago action. Ooh, um, I love that. Here's a question from an American lady. She calls Instagram story power move. Reminds me of your Instagram story blocking idea. That's right. All right, let's hear it. Uh, so once again, we'll call this lady Riley for now because you blocked her on Instagram. But well, again, I'll, just I'll remember to, this out. All right, because I don't want you to... Yeah, just remember to bleep, bleep out Riley's name because otherwise... Yeah. The first time I will definitely do it. Well it's doesn't it won't make a difference if you do it the first time if you don't do it the second and i just said her name again so yeah let's try not to say her name so like just all right because it it gets like it gets harder to spot i'll give you the okay the time code is 30 at at the 39 minute mark so just remember i won't remember that all right i'll call you after so let me get into hold on riley writes (laughs) don't say the name anymore says riley uh at the end of (laughs) last year riley started seeing a coworker. (laughs) Wait a second. This is fucked. <laughs> uh, at the end of last year, I started seeing a coworker, and things have been going great. We were so close to making it official when, through a series of alcohol-laden holiday party incidents, we found out that we were the center of office gossip. We mutually decided to end things because we didn't want it to interfere with our professional comeuppance, for lack of a better term. However, it was really, it was very friendly, and we both expressed interest in revisiting the relationship if we are no longer coworkers. We've been cordial with one another since then, but have tapered off communication significantly. It's been about two months, and while I'm, quote, over it, he's been posting screenshots of conversations he's having on dating apps on his Instagram close friends story. Don't get me wrong, I'm all over dating apps too, but isn't it in poor taste to screenshot these interactions onto social media, even in general? Also, if he's only posting it for his hat, quote, close friends, a curated list that I'm assuming he knows I'm on, is this some kind of power move? 
Maybe just a dick move? Maybe I'm the one reading too much into it. Anyway, I've muted his stories, but is there any scenario where I can ask to be removed from his close friends, LOL? I, I still like seeing his other stories, but the little green circle is just too tempting sometimes. Please validate my feelings. Thank you. Love, Riley. Hmm. That's tough. I, I'm with her on it. Like... That's 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 definitely in poor taste. To put it on Instagram, I don't know. That seems like a lot. What are your thoughts on close friends? This might be our first close friends story. Or sorry, close friends question. I don't use it, and I don't really fully understand it. But, oh, I get uh Yeah, no, I, I, I don't use it. I could imagine using it for, like, my family or something. Yeah. How, do you see it? Do you see the green circle? I do. There's some... Or I mean, there are some people that I follow that like are that include me and their close friends, and I see that. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Yeah, I'm I'm not interested in it. I I feel like Instagram's like done enough at, for me at this point. Like doing new stuff with Instagram, I'm like generally um, weary of because I feel yeah. like it takes up enough it takes up enough time. So when there's like a new feature that I should use, I'm like I don't know if I want to get into that really. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's I, a, I think it would be an equal power move for for Riley or sorry bleep that uh, for her to say to be like uh, you can remove me from the close friends for stuff like this thanks lol or like smiley face I don't know yeah or can't she just block him like isn't it more of a power move uh, to be in the close friends and not view it yeah but it's it's kind of tough because like you'll he'll never know that you that you don't view it or that you blocked him unless i maybe he's looking at that i feel like i think i think you look if there's only like you know like 83 people that view your stories you'll see if your ex-girlfriend is one of them oh believe that right what do you like do you think like why do you think he's doing that do you think that he's doing it on purpose so she sees uh yes I think so. I think part of him is like, hey, check it out. Look at these silly dating apps thing. And then it's like, oh, the byproduct is, oh, I'm on dating apps. Oops. I guess you know now. So I guess it's not really like, I don't know if it's a full power move if she just blocks him. It's like That's just more of a a self-preservation thing. Or it's like, or it's maybe just like healthier to not give a shit. But I feel like if you... A power move usually has to be something that the other person sees and feels. Oh, you can't fake a power move, then it becomes less powerful. I don't know. I guess I, I guess I just think so. I think I would. I guess Maybe if there's I different were you, kinds of power moves. If I yeah. were you, I would block, and then he'll notice that you aren't even watching his close friend story. You think he will notice if she's not viewing? Yes. Then that's that's a a decent power move. <laughs> That's a pretty good power move. Yeah, cause, well, because saying remove me from this isn't a power move. That's like, it's it's snide and hopefully hurtful to him. But it's not really like, it is, it's definitely like a little petty. Yeah, it's a little Tom Petty. And the Heartbreakers. Nice. So what would you do if you were her? I would, and... And you know that I would because I just talked about this on the unsolicited advice. I would That's right. mute or block. You know what? I think the ultimate power move unfollow. is actually unfollow. 
Yeah. Wow. Unfollow. Wow. That's the move. Wow. That's the move. Wow. That's the move. <laughs> you got to unfollow. Fuck yeah. Glad we got there. Final answer, unfollow. The good thing about unfollowing is that you'll only, quote, get in trouble if he calls you out, which means he admits that he saw that you unfollowed him. So yeah. it's like it's almost like forcing the other guy to know notice something that's kind of embarrassing to notice. Right. And then he would be like, oh, shit, this didn't have the desired effect of making her uh, jealous and come back to me. Yeah. It, it only had uh, it made it made me repulsive to her. So you say unfollow more than mute or block. Mm hmm. And I'll say I wish you could I wish you could unfollow with a door slam. You remember on AOL when you would like get into an argument with somebody that you were dating and they would like sign off and it would actually like the door would slam. Oh yeah. Boof. Yeah. Like when you could sign off in somebody's face, that was like that was a power move. You don't have that anymore. You can't sign out of a text, you know? Yeah, you can't, you like, can't leave. No. That used to that used to be something you could do. You'd be like, all right, I'm done talking to you online. Bye. Yeah. And then you're, you're out. And now you like, can't. You're like, I'm online all the time. You, I'm like never you, not reachable. If your buddy wasn't on AIM, you couldn't message them and they would get it when they sign in, right? No, you, they'd have to have an away message. But away message still meant I'm logged in. I'm just away right, right. now. Right. Yeah, no, you had to be logged in to get a message. That's really funny. So it's like, hey, I'm, lo I'm not even logged in. You can't message me. There's no like yeah. answering machine for AOL. Good old days. Yeah. And then the away messages was only like when I went to college and like internet was just fast and free for 24 seven. Like I couldn't right. just stay on AOL throughout middle school. No, no, not at all. And like it, also I had, I had, a, I was in, in like high school when I was using away messages, but like m my sisters would be like, I want to go on, I want to go on AIM. And I'd be like, no, 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 I have an away message up. I'm collecting <laughs> messages right now. Are you insane? What if that's it like signs a really me fucking, out? That's a choice dashboard quote, okay? We can't just sign out, all right? We <laughs> also, can't just sign it, out. Did it save messages? Like if somebody else signed you out, are those messages gone forever? Oh, oh they're gone, baby, gone. <laughs> Words in the wind. God, that's awesome. We should bring back an AOL type chat where you have to be online to get it. And if you're not, it doesn't even send. And once you go away, it's gone forever. I guess it's kind of like Snapchat. But Snapchat, yeah, you're I, always on. What we should really do is like make a, make a movie or a short film about this era of like, I guess, 2004. I got to tell you, I've been watching Pen15, and that is that show. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's great and also too bad. <laughs> And it's really funny. It's these two 30-year-old comedians who play themselves at age 13. So it's like everybody is a seventh grader except for them. God damn. And they're playing like seventh graders. And it's all this stuff. That's such a good idea. And it makes yeah. me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Even watching it makes me sad. I we, we should have thought about that. That's That should have been our idea. Yeah. Let's pitch um, Pen16. Cool. Anyway, it's on Hulu. You should the check squeakquel. it out. Yeah. That's some good, that's some more unsolicited advice. Um, all right. That's it. That's our episode. Two questions, but we learned a lot about your um, gastrointestinal situation. That's right. And about monovision. Monovision. Look it up, folks. It sounds 80s and boring, but I assure you it is the future. Or maybe not. I have to do more research, and you should too. <laughs> I'll know more when this podcast comes out. A lot of people also wear one contact to um, create monovision if they don't want to hmm. go the LASIK route. Let me give you a contact monocle. The monocle is back, and it is monovision. 
Excellent. Excellent. Uh, all right. Opening theme song was written one more time by David Steinberger. Yes, Steinberger. And then this one is a quite a long Pixies cover that I'm going to save to the end because it'll be a good outro song. Alexander Stoikoski, uh, a Pixies cover. P.S. I've been loving you since my younger days. I'm now a full-grown baby. That's right. I have Benjamin Button disease, so you better not be mean to me. Okay. We won't be mean to you. We like the song. Thank you, Alexander. Thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, we'll we'll be in New York and D.C. soon. Maybe you can. Uh, maybe we'll see you there. Yep. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week as always. Ciao, everybody. Later. That was a HeadGum Podcast.